Hello, and welcome to Unscheduled Flights, exploring the realms of inspiration, innovation, and creativity. I'm your host, Ambika Waters, and I welcome you to this podcast and hope you find it as interesting as I do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unscheduled Flights, exploring the realm of inspiration, innovation, and creativity. Today, we're blessed to have Judy Piatkis from London on our podcast. Judy was the editor-in-chief of Piatkis Publishing Company, and she published my first two books in the UK way back in 1993. And I would like to say publicly, God bless you. (laughs) Thank you, Judy. Judy's gone on to write her own book, which is an award-winning book. It's a business memoir. And she is also the founder of Conscious Cafe. So Judy, welcome. And I'd love you to tell us how you decided to write your book and share something about it. Thank you, Ambika. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. I um, It was very interesting how I came to write my own book. I, um, I met up at a ladies' lunch with a lady who specialized in scientific hand analysis, which sometimes is known as palmistry, but she called it scientific hand analysis. And she looked at the hand of a friend of mine and she told my friend things about herself that she learned from looking at my friend's palm. Now, she hadn't met my friend before, so I was very impressed because I knew these things were true. I thought if I book a session with this lady, her name's Helen, I could learn things about myself and that would be helpful in my life. So I booked a session with Helen. I went to her house. She put black ink on my hands and pressed them down on a piece of paper. And then she read, looking at my hands, in in the black silhouette from her piece of paper. And she got a very clear message for me, which was, you've got a message to get out and it's time you got your own message out there. It's time you spoke up. So I thought that the message was probably going to be a book. And I joined a writing class, which was a bit of a challenge, but I found (laughs) one where the Uh, the teacher had been in publishing and we knew each other and she wasn't overawed by having a former publisher in her group and we were invited to write something and I realized the only thing I really wanted to write was a memoir so I began to write the memoir the class was very encouraging and lockdown came and I am sorry lockdown didn't come that year subsequently came a year later but I sat at home working on my book and that was a really interesting experience because I hadn't realized how physically hard work it is to be tapping away on the computer for several hours at a time so when I'd written about 30,000 words which is quite a lot I sent it to a freelance editor who I knew from the trade from the publishing trade who was very highly respected and she gave me some good advice So I finished the book trying to follow her advice as best I could. And I asked her if she thought it was worth 
sending to a literary agency, would she then please copy edit it, just top and tail it, so it was a respectable piece of work. And this is what she did. So I asked her to send it to a particular agent who I wanted to represent me, and luckily the agent agreed. And after a few people turned it down, including my um, previous company, Piatka's Books, oh, it finally found a home with Watkins Media. So I, I was not unhappy that Piatka's Books, which is the company I'd founded and owned and sold in 2007, I was not unhappy that Piatka's had turned it down because I thought it would be quite a challenge for the people who were on the team there now to publish a book by the founder. I thought it wouldn't be easy for them and I hadn't really thought that they would want to do it. So I didn't mind that they turned it down. And I was very pleased to find a home for it with Watkins Media. And they were delighted to um, acquire the book. So um, together, we were a very happy team. And you went on to win a couple of major awards. If you want to share that. Oh, thank you. Well, my book um, is my story, um, how I didn't have a college degree, how I had gone to work um, after I had done a secretarial course. I'm not sure what that was known as in America, but in the UK, secretaries came before personal assistants. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of them in the films that all of us have seen, tapping away on typewriters rather than computers. So my, um, my glorious career had started with me looking for jobs in publishing, working as an assistant, meeting a young man, deciding to leave and start a company together. We weren't married, but we became business partners, building a little publishing company, which was reprinting books for libraries that were by popular authors and had been out of print for a while. Then at the age of 29, me selling my half of that company to him because we weren't getting on. By that time I was married and had a daughter who was disabled and another child on the way. And with the money I made from my sale of half of the company, I decided to start again on my own. And the book tells how I grew a publishing company. I go into quite a lot of detail talking about how it felt to be an entrepreneur, to have very little money, um, I was doing it all organically. My father had given me 500 pounds. I had some savings, but really minimal money. And it was how I managed to organically grow this company to become one of the most popular and successful independent publishing companies in the UK. And our books subsequently sold all over the world. So that's what I write about. And I also write about the challenges of building a career and having a family and subsequently getting divorced, becoming a single mother for a while, and then meeting my lovely husband. In the UK, it's always been much more difficult to find affordable childcare. And while I was lucky because I could afford a nanny, it is much more difficult in the UK. And America was always ahead of us 
in that um, there was more affordable childcare, there were more people available who wanted to help you with childcare, and women began to be taken more seriously in the workplace many years before that happened in the UK. So I also write about the authors I published, which included a lot of American authors. We published fiction and self-help and popular psychology and business. And after many years, we published Nora Roberts. And um, that gave us a great deal of pleasure. We were, we were able to um, place Nora Roberts' books on um, bestseller lists in different parts of the world where the, um, where the UK is able to sell books. And um, it was really exciting publishing Nora and a range of other really popular commercial novelists whose books are in the um, supermarkets and bookshops today. And then we sold the company successfully and I write about the process that we used to do that. And that was the end of my story. And the prize that I won, thank you for asking, was the Business Books Award for, uh, 20, I think it was 2022. I got the award in 2022. I'm not sure if it was for a business book published in 2021 or 22, but the award was the best entrepreneur, entrepreneur's journey. And because I published so much fiction, it's a very easy read. And... <laughs> Um, in fact, it was when I first wrote the when I wrote the first draft, every chapter ended on a cliffhanger. So I was short of money. What was I going to do next? Question mark. Um, which of course the editor took out because it didn't really fit in a business memoir. Um, but definitely I was um, writing it to be very easy to read. So uh, so that that that's that took up two to three years of my life and it has been very exciting and I feel very privileged because if you've ever wanted to write a book and you're itching to do it, just get started. Just, <laughs> just get started and get writing and see what you want to write about. And, and there's so much that. information and help on the internet and okay. so many writers groups and communities. So you don't have to do it on your own. Well, you gave me my voice professionally and hundreds and hundreds of other healers and um, therapists, people who had innovative ideas. You, you gave us a platform and you recognized something that there was a market for it. There was a need for these new ideas to, to come out and to be disseminated in the world and that's that's really what happened to me an american publisher bought your your books those two books that you did and they're still published i mean that's one of them is still published by random house so you know how does that happen i it's it's this network this ether that contains all these wonderful ideas, but you did it, Judy, and you did it beautifully, and I congratulate you. And it wasn't really the end because you've gone on to do something else that's pretty remarkable. Would you like to talk about Conscious Cafe? Thank and you. Again, Judy, it's about giving people their voice and an opportunity to speak their truth, and that, that must be your strongest archetype, the communicator. 
I would say. Thank you. Um, I think my I think that's one of my archetypes, and another one is explorer, because mm -hmm. I'm always interested to explore whether it's traveling um, all over the planet, something I haven't been able to do recently. Um, but definitely exploring what's going on in the world, new ideas, new ways of thought. So we are living in very exciting times. We are. So when I, when people heard, when people in the publishing industry heard that I had sold my company, they said, "What are you going to do?" And I said, "I'm going to do nothing. I'm just <laughs> going to do nothing for a while because I've worked so hard all my life until this time." I just want to sit around in interesting cafes, having lovely, thoughtful conversations with people. And I realized a few years later, that was really what I wanted to do. I wanted to really have interesting conversations. And I was missing the conversations that I had with my colleagues and with authors and with people in the world of mind, body and spirit. And I thought I would ask some people round and we would have a conversation in my apartment. So I asked people I knew, friends and authors and people I was still in touch with. And that our first, um, our first conversation was in June 2011. And people really enjoyed it. And the first topic that we discussed was, and this was 2011 in the UK, which is always a few years behind the States in, the, in these areas. Uh, the first conversation topic was, what is consciousness? And that got us all thinking. And then I realized people were enjoying it. And I began to run these every month. And after a while, I was having 25, 30. One time there were 40 people all in my apartment, which luckily was quite big, is quite big. I'm still here. <laughs> and we were talking about topics that most of us very rarely have the opportunity to explore. And some topics stayed with me. I remember authenticity was a good one. Freedom was a good one. Um, Unconditional love is always popular. We also talked about reincarnation and past lives. And the Conscious Cafe group grew. People were invited to bring friends. And after a while, um, everybody was really enjoying it. And then we began to have some speakers and presenters. And we moved out the flat and we were um, meeting in halls and in occasional cafes and different places in the centre of London and people who'd been coming from different parts of England because they enjoyed it so much asked if they could start groups locally and so we began to grow as a network and that was all doing fine we had a we also had groups in a group in Switzerland a group in Singapore we have one in Rome for a time and then came the pandemic and then we had to go online. And now most months we run a global speaker. We offer a global speaker. And what makes our events a little bit special is that we try to make them very interactive. And we sometimes have breakout groups. And we give a lot of time for questions to be asked. 
so that people can really think and get their questions answered during the event. And we also have some online dropping groups. Uh, we've got one which is run from Basel in Switzerland, and I run one in England. Um, I usually run one every month. It's quite a small one. People are sometimes quite anxious about coming online. They're not sure who's going to be there. But the people who come to what we call our drop-in sessions usually enjoy them, and we always have a meaningful conversation. So Thank what's you. the future of, of Conscious Cafe? We don't really know yet, but we do know that we've brought a lot of pleasure to people. And you can find out more about what we offer at www.consciouscafe.org. We're going to have that on the screen. So that's, I think it's wonderful. I think the pandemic and lockdown was hard on everybody's voice. I have friends who started writing their memoirs started writing poetry, started painting, just a creative outlet. Nobody was judging. It was just this need to express. And the idea of conversation, of dialogue and not monologue, is it's very uh, appealing to be able to share the idea of being able to talk about authenticity, for instance. I mean, what a great topic. Or freedom. I mean, we don't do that in our everyday lives, you know, hi, how are you, how's dad? You know, it's, they're cherished moments when people's voices are heard. And I love what you're doing and I'd love to see it take off here in the States. I'd like to see that happen. And hopefully, you know, that is something that will bear fruit because people have a need to connect and it doesn't have to be physical. I remember when Katrina, Hurricane Katrina happened in New Orleans and it was flooded and somebody said to the Dalai Lama, well, are you going to go to New Orleans? And he said, I don't have to go to New Orleans to, to pray for these people, to pray for you know, a good outcome. I just have to put my intentions out. And, and it's in the same thing with the internet is a wonderful vehicle for, if it is managed well, for conscious conversations. So I wish you great luck with that. And I would love to see, do you have a copy of your book so we can see what that looks like? Yes, I do. Um, I hope I'll just get it. Ah. So um, my book, my book is called Ahead of Her Time, and the subtitle is How a One Woman Startup Became a Global Publishing Brand. Oh. And and for all the authors out there or potential authors who might be watching this program, I want to tell you that while I was talking about my book, I realized I'd committed the cardinal sin of not actually having it within arm's reach. So, <laughs> so here's a message. If you get the opportunity to promote your book, always take a copy with you and always have it where you can reach it and show people. I've told authors that all my life and I forgot to do it for myself. Well, I wish you great success with the book. I think it has a lot of mileage in it for people, for women who are doing their own businesses, it's worth reading. For women who have 
children at home or a handicapped child or people who single women. I think it's a great testament to to that willpower and that drive and that desire to to achieve in a, in a positive way. And I really congratulate you on it. I'm looking forward to reading your book. How can I get your book? Is it on Amazon? It is on Amazon. And um, in, uh, in, in, um, in North America, it's distributed by Penguin Random House. So you should be able to go into any bookshop and order it or order it from Amazon.com. Um, and you can also download it. But I didn't read it myself. I didn't have the courage for that. So it's read by somebody else. Is that an audio book? Yes, you can download the audio book. I think the audio books, now, I think people really like audio books. I did one, my last book on healing martyrdom. Um, and it, it went really well. Somebody suggested doing an audio book and I had to take some voice lessons to get my voice strong, but I really did enjoy doing it. It's another medium altogether. I may just listen to the book. I really like that. And I have a lot of friends and people I know who really like the audio books. They drive, America's a big country. People drive a lot. They listen to the books in their car, but I'm, I will get a hold of it. I'm looking forward to reading it. And Judy, I just want to thank you for being willing to be on the show and sharing your story. And I will say one thing, Judy has not changed in over 30 years since I first met her. I would recognize you on the street. I don't know if you'd recognize me, but I do recognize you and you're as lovely and as intelligent as ever. Thank you so much, Judy. I'm, I want to say this is uh, Ambika Waters with Unscheduled Flights and Hope you enjoy these shows. Thank you. Thank you, Ambika, and I would definitely recognize you. <laughs> thank you. I'd like to thank our guests today who've shared their experience, who have enhanced my life by developing skill sets and a vision of the world that is really expanded and I think beautiful. So thank you until the next podcast of Unscheduled Flights. Again, I'm your host, Ambika Waters, wishing you all the best.